0: Welcome to Worship on the Way to Work, a podcast about connecting with God in our workplaces. My name is Cara Martin. I'm a lecturer, speaker, and author of the Workship Books.
1: My name is Stephen Field, Senior Pastor of Canterbury Baptist Church in Melbourne, Australia. Whatever work you do, whatever work means to you, let's take this moment to remind ourselves that God is with us. We are here to worship God, the God who is revealed to us in Jesus and the God who has sent His Holy Spirit to us so the life of God might flow from us. We are here to remember that all we do is an act of worship to God. Our diligence is a gift, our faithfulness is an act of service, our labor is our investment into creation. As we enter our working day, we do so with faith and with hope, knowing that God is glorified when we offer our work to Him.
0: Let's start by acknowledging God's presence. Thank you God, creator of the world, that you have made us in your image, the image of a worker. Help us to be aware of your desire to work through us today, empowered by your spirit and modelling Jesus. Amen. Today as we prepare to start our working week, let's hear the words of Psalm 84 verses 1-5 and 10-12. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty! My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young a place near your altar. Lord Almighty, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield, the Lord bestows favour and honour. No good thing does he withhold from those whose way of life is blameless. Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you.
1: Our Bible reading for today is from Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 4, verses 10 to 20. Hear the word of the Lord. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty." I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gift. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen.
0: There is so much that we want out of life. How many of these things do you yearn for? Do you yearn for a comfortable life with adequate material possessions, at the minimum a nice house, a functional car, good education for us and our kids, sufficient holidays, up-to-date technology? Do you yearn for a fulfilling romantic relationship, preferably leading to offspring? Do you yearn for positive relationship with birth family and supportive friendships? Or a challenging and interesting career, including professional development, some travel and access to promotions? Do you yearn for opportunity to pursue leisure activities, including sport and hobbies? or good health and ability physically and mentally to maximise opportunities to enjoy life? And do you yearn for opportunity to belong to a vibrant Christian community with excellent Bible teaching and heart-stirring worship? Striving for all these things gets exhausting, especially since many of them are outside our control, such as meeting the right partner or having children or maintaining good health. Also, many of them do not have limits. For example, defining a comfortable life depends on where you live and who you compare yourself to. And your concept of what is needed for comfort will tend to expand as you get older. Trust me. What is more, not many of these desires stand up to biblical scrutiny. We are never promised a comfortable life or fulfilling relationships or meaningful work or play perfect health, or a church that meets our needs. By contrast, the Apostle Peter says we are invited to join Christ in his suffering. And the Apostle Paul told the Corinthians we should work with what we have. While Jesus told us our focus is to serve others rather than to seek to be served. In our reading, we see that Paul said he had learned to be content whatever the circumstances And bear in mind that many of us live with a level of luxury he could not have imagined. He said, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And that is the key. Focusing on Jesus, who gives us strength, who modelled a contented life, and who, with the Holy Spirit, wants to shape our motivations around the kingdom rather than society's expectations of the good life. Paul reminds you to check your motivations. What do you love? What do you yearn for?
1: Let's come to God in prayer. Wherever you are in this moment, whether on public transport or in your car or at your workplace, quiet your mind and focus your heart, and let's pray. You can check your motivations. How did you respond to that checklist of expectations that Kara listed? How many do you yearn for or even feel entitled to receive? Share your thoughts with God. In our Bible reading today, Paul talked about being content whatever his circumstances. How challenging is that idea for you? Where is the source of your contentment? Imagine God is with you right now. Maybe imagine God seated next to you asking, "So, how's your week looking? What do you want to tell God about your working week ahead and particularly any new understanding about your motivations?" Dear Lord, we know you made good things. We know you delight in giving us good things. Yet we need to remember that we should not worship what you created, but we worship you, the Creator. Please enable us to more rightly order our desires, that we may truly reflect Jesus who emptied himself for our sake and did not have a comfortable life, nor a fulfilling romantic relationship, nor kids, nor an ever-positive relationship with his birth family, nor a career as we would expect, nor a record of leisure activities or sport, nor good health toward the end. Jesus gathered around himself a community of friends, and enjoyed a vibrant relationship with you, God, and the Holy Spirit. Help us to model ourselves also on Paul, learning to be content in every situation, whether in plenty or in want. Please be our strength, whatever our circumstances.
0: Amen. K.A. Smith writes in his book, You Are What You Love, that, quote, we are creatures of habit, that God knows this since he created us, and thus our gracious, redeeming God meets us where we are by giving us spirit-empowered, heart-calibrating, habit-forming practices to retrain our loves. This is the means of the Spirit's transformation, not an alternative to spirit-shaped sanctification, If we don't take this seriously, we will in effect be giving ourselves over to all of the rival habit-forming practices of our culture. In other words, simple practices of worshipping God, praying, reading scripture and loving Jesus can shape us to love what God loves rather than what our society loves. How about you pray Psalm 84 each day this week and let it shape your heart we have heard the word of the Lord we have been reminded that we can check our motivations we have come before God in prayer bringing ourselves and our workplaces before him so now it's time to go to work go into your day confident that the presence of God is
1: with you. Thank you for listening to Worship on the Way to Work. If you'd like to meet Kara and Stephen and be part of a community of people seeking to connect with God in their working lives, join the Worship on the Way to Work group on Facebook or LinkedIn. Links are in the show notes. If you know someone who would benefit from listening to this episode, please share it with them now. To offer your support and show your appreciation for what you have received today, you can give at the details in the show notes. This podcast is written and produced by Cara Martin and Stephen Field and is edited by Stephen Field on behalf of Worship on the Way in conjunction with Canterbury Baptist Church, Melbourne, Australia. Bible readings are from the New International Version. Prayer music is by Deep Instrumental. Other music sourced through Epidemic Sounds. Now for the benediction. As you enter your working day, may the light and the life of God's Spirit dwell richly with you. May He guide you through this day, protect you from all that might bring you harm, and may you know God's peace. And remember, you can check your
0: motivations.